this is Ross Payton with Night Clerk Radio, a new podcast that I'm wanting to uh, start up with my new co-host here. Hey, this is Burke. How's it going? This is going to be a music review podcast focused on vaporwave, dark ambient, and other weird mm-hmm. subgenres of music. This is a project Burke and I have been talking about for a while now, and uh, now that Burke is here in town, we uh, wanted to record a little preamble to sort of get our mission statement, our thesis mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. about Night Clerk Radio. Night Clerk Radio is, of course, sort of a reference to the Night Clerk, a game I ran on uh, role-playing public radio about a spooky haunted hotel. And I'd imagine the night clerk of that hotel would be listening to spooky, weird music as they work late into the night. This is going to be a music review podcast. I have been interested in Vaporwave since 2014, and I've been interested in weird music for a very long time. And the thing about all this music that's being released now is I, you know, get new music for role-playing public radio and the mix six, and I see so much out there. There's so many artists releasing great stuff out there that like, it kind of makes me, it, it does make me very sad to know that like it's not being appreciated, that people aren't aware of it. I know a lot of listeners of the, uh, my podcast have been like, oh, I started listening to Vaporwave because of you, because you told me about it. I'm aware of it. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I could do something about that and just raise awareness of like, hey, there's all this cool, weird music is being produced by a truly independent artist, you know, working out mm-hmm. in bedrooms or basements or abandoned malls or what have you. We are truly in like a yeah. very fortunate era of just yeah. free access to democratic media mm-hmm. without anybody telling people what to make. And it's really fascinating to see what people will do. Yeah. I mean, like that situation. Yeah, there is. Because like, um, I mean, I remember as an example that like a couple of years ago, someone found this huge archive of uh, cassettes that were played for Kmart Mm -hmm. in the 80s and 90s. And they dumped, they digitized all of them, put them all online. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know at least a couple of people have made like Vaporwave albums sampling that stuff. Oh, yeah. The Kmart tapes. Yeah. The Kmart tapes. I mean, they're the Kmart tapes. The Kmart tapes. And so before we get into describing what is Vaporwave or getting into theory, stuff like that, we should probably get into a little bit about why we're interested in it. But I've been talking for a little bit, so Birch. Sure, yeah. So I'm in the, the same boat where I've always just loved weird media. It's always been so much more interesting to me in a lot of ways. So Vaporwave, I actually stumbled onto it through kind of maybe an unusual path through chiptunes, like video game music mm-hmm. or like original music made using original video game hardware. Like people would buy oh, yeah, NESs yeah. and, and mm-hmm. reprogram the sound chips to make their own music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, chiptune is really popular. There's one artist I like, a Saber Pulse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who's very, very into it. And we'll, we'll talk about this more in the, in the future, but he yeah. introduced me to an album called Echo Jams, which is kind of like uh, Echo the Dolphin video oh, game. Oh, yeah. Kind of like adjacent album. Yeah. Um, so it's a very natural extension from like weird video game music to weird other music. Yeah. So you were aware of Vaporwave before you were like an RPPR fan or whatever. Uh, roughly, actually, the, probably the same time because Echo okay. Jams came out in 2010. Oh, yeah. And the first... Uh, actually the first RPPR actual play I listened to was Nightclerk. Oh, <laughs> so this is really <laughs> come full yeah, circle yeah. in a weird oh, way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, it was meant to be. It was, it was destiny. Yeah. For me, uh, yeah, I've always been interested in weird music, certainly playing like Super Nintendo games and Sega Genesis games, Turbo Graphic, all those, uh, that generation of games, mm-hmm. uh, those soundtracks are very influential on me. Um, and Nintendo too, like, but that like Nintendo games are more, you know, like Mega Man and that kind of thing. Yeah. They're not as moody uh, often. I would love uh, to talk about the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack one time Ooh. um it's it's almost like proto future funk but actually from the early 90s mm-hmm. like it's really really interesting because the i think I, I vaguely remember that but yeah that that actually would be a good episode um yeah yeah, again, we're not doing just Vaporwave, but for me, one pivotal album in my life was the Silent Hill 2 soundtrack. Mm. Um, I don't know how many times I've listened to that one, like hundreds maybe uh, of times I, I could still listen to it. It's got such a, a, a good mix of both sort of ambient and then like there's a couple of like rock 
kind of tracks on it. And mm-hmm. then it's, I listened to that again and again. And about the same time I discovered Boards of Canada, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Canadian experimental duo, avant-garde, mm-hmm. ambient. Yeah, kinda, yeah, they're good. They had a, that was when they had like a, a song that was kind of successful, like in the mainstream, got in like the top 100. Really? Yeah, like I remember it being played at like restaurants and like on the radio and that kind of thing. Where like, I remember people like playing it in public. I'm like, oh my God. Wild. It ha- I can't remember the name of it, but it's a very airy kind of song. Okay. And of course then there's Godspeed, you black emperor, Great. like 28 days later introduced me to them. Mm-hmm. So all the, I love this, all this kind of spooky music, but eventually I got, I did kind of like, I only knew about those. And like, I tried to branch out from there, but like that would be very heavy industrial and drone and stuff like that. And drone doesn't really appeal to me. Mm-hmm. And like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of ambient that's like Silent Hill 2 is very ambient, but there's still enough like going on that it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like if it's literally just a looping sound, like I, I can't listen to it like it, it's not yeah. interesting to me so it was kind of like after i got burned out on those there was kind of like nothing for a while and i didn't have any music like that to listen to and then like in 2014 i discovered vaporwave because mm-hmm. i and i looked through my email uh my gchat i remember gchat, Google oh, chat. Yeah. i was i remember i looked through my messages and for vaporwave look for the first time i ever mentioned it in an email or a gchat mm-hmm. and it was with caleb stokes also <laughs> of our VR fame, and the mix six i was like hey i found this new genre of music called vaporwave <laughs> it's really cool i'm gonna listen to it and like i started listening to it and I've been exploring it ever since because I think for me one of the things is like music is important for me to be doing certain things Mm -hmm. I listen to drum and bass during the day or like when I'm driving or when I'm out like trying to like all right I'm trying to get shit done and I want to be you know working out but then uh, like when I want to write and focus especially as I don't want to listen to drum and bass at like 10 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. because I want to be able to go to sleep eventually especially when I'm writing horror or something like that too I want something that can help me focus vaporwave really does certain albums are really good for that. So that's kind of, for me, an important thing in my life is having that kind of music to have the soundtrack of my life. Yeah, I somewhat agree because I was very into ambient drone like the stuff you say you can't listen to, like Stars of the Lid or like Brian Eno, where it's just like... Oh, Brian Eno, yeah, the OG, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it's just like, this is a 15-minute track, but it has like five note changes. Yeah. You know, that type of stuff. But there's a, there's it, it, five note changes, but it's still interesting. Oh, it's very interesting. It's, yeah. it's all about texture. Yeah. Um, yeah, texture is a really important thing. Mm-hmm. It's all timbre. Yeah. Uh, timbre <laughs> and texture. This yeah. is a technical podcast, folks. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was also listening to it a little too much. That's when I was in school. So my whole day was like driving three hours, coursework. Oh, yeah. And homework. That was mm-hmm. like pretty much my life. And like uh, Vaporwave was a nice way to break that up. Yeah. And have stuff to listen to that was not intrusive to studying. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. There are other things about it, like in terms of like it's uh, there is an ideology to vaporwave and mm-hmm. all its different forms. And it's sort of this idea of the past that is broken up. And like that's the past that is that never existed. The, the future that we were promised that we never got. Yeah, or, like yeah. There's a lot there. But something about that, that appeals to me. And like for me, shopping malls have always fascinated me as this sort of banal yet like sin. Like I like things that are sinister, kind of calm, but have a sinister undertone to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like shopping malls are, certainly feature that. Yeah, my hometown has a kind of a famous dead mall in it. If we're, we're, we're talking about this real quick, that's actually, there's like a bunch of YouTube people. Oh, yeah. There's a people kind of urban exploring it. Um, <laughs> and it is, it's very sinister. There's like a, like the ghosts of capitalism are there. And like oh, how yeah. could like this great monument 
to consumerism fail. I think the greatest thing about malls now is that there's there's so many art projects being made about them. Like, mm-hmm. Not just like there's vaporwave, but there's like um, there's at least a couple of like coffee table photo books about dead malls and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, there's certainly like whole series on YouTube's about urban explorers going mm-hmm. into malls. And there, I just consume all of that. So going back to this podcast, sure. Um, there's so much being made out there. I mean, people know, of course, about Floral Shop. Yeah. And then there's a couple of new albums like that. People who look into vaporwave on a superficial level will find out about like Bright New Day, you know, from mm-hmm. 2814. Mm-hmm. Blank Banshee. Blank Banshee. Yeah, definitely Blank Banshee. Uh, Probably some of the Future Funk things mm-hmm. like Young Bay or some or mm-hmm. Macross 8299. Yep. They're all really good, but there's literally hundreds or thousands of albums being yep. put out. A lot of them are highly derivative. There's uh, actually a big problem, vaporwave of artists that are stealing albums and either just yeah. downsampling them like PZA does that. There's definitely a lot of insincere production issues, yeah. especially when it really blew up as like a meme with like Simpsons wave and stuff. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. We'll, we'll talk about in the future. Yeah, we'll do at least one. <laughs> we can do a lot. Yeah, of yeah. Simpsons wave. Um, where you started to be like these insincere vaporwave tracks mm-hmm. would just be thrown up on YouTube. It would be like, oh, here's Toto's Africa vaporwave remix. Yeah. And it's like just slowed down with like yeah. 30% yeah. big group but, on it. Like, I mean, no. there there are a lot of artists who just want to do it for like their own. Like, I think there's a lot of vaporwave artists who do it because they want to have to be able to listen to this music, right? mm-hmm. like, which I think is the best motivation for any artist is like, I want this thing to exist. So yep. I'm going to make it yep. and nobody, because nobody else has made it. And so we want to kind of explore this and share this with everybody in a way that's sort of easy to get into. Listen to this album for every episode. We'll have some, at least one album, but we'll also get into theory at certain points where, I mean, we're not going to be just limited to vaporwave though. No, not at all. Yeah. Because I think we also have a mutual love of, we both talked about like dark ambient, mm-hmm. which you mentioned, um, and yeah. how that relates to like horror movie soundtracks. Yeah, horror movie soundtracks. And just this overall sinister dread that manifests in in other ways. There's actually a record label for Dark Ambient, Cryo Chamber. And there's one album in particular. I liked it so much. I listened to it on Spotify that I actually went out to their band camp and bought it. Miles to Midnight. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's very personally very satisfaction because it's a concept album about a haunted hotel that's very spooky. And so like I'm doing a role playing game about a haunted hotel. And unbelievably on brand. (laughs) It's very on brand. And it's very listenable. Like it's really good to listen to um, when you're writing late at night. You want music but you don't want like uh something that's too overwhelming like too like hey pay attention to me i'm mm-hmm. the song you know mm-hmm. and miles to midnight is perfect for that there's a lot of again it's also super like cryo chamber stuff has always been super everything they put out like everything that they is very textured like there's a lot of yeah lot of, like there's a lot of subtlety going on there's a lot of different little like things going on and so yeah it's definitely detailed involved production mm-hmm. um they're almost always on some level pretty evocative mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't always stick with you in the same way as maybe like yeah. uh, Miles Midnight did, but um, they're at least usually interesting. Miles Midnight is, is actually a compilation from several different artists on the label, not just in name of a specific thing, but the, like the artist that they put on is like God's Body Disconnect and like <laughs> shit like that. Like it's great. They have a whole series of albums based on the Cthulhu mythos. Like there's an album that's called Cthulhu. It's yeah. one track that's like an hour long. When when Chernobyl was blowing up, they had one that was like all Russian. Oh yeah, like uh, Soviet kind of. Yeah. Dark ambient stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe somewhere we should do something about field recordings, too. Mm-hmm. Um, talking into, like, the legacy of number stations, because number stations are certainly going to come up again and again mm-hmm. in this kind of <laughs> discussion. <laughs> and a, a lot of these, like, I've used those. Uh, and if you don't know what number stations 
are. Just wait for us to do an episode on it or or <laughs> Google it. So we want to make this podcast approachable. The whole point of this is to be the beginning point for your introduction into this. Yeah. Obviously, when you listen to these episodes, feedback is really important. So mm-hmm. like if we go too complex on something, if we, we didn't hit it enough on a, a certain subject, uh, yeah. let us know. If you think there's a better album that's a representation yeah. of what we're talking about or something, yeah, yeah. let us know. Like um, how stuff gets how this stuff gets passed around. And like any conversation, we're going to branch out from like we're starting in a vaporwave and then dark ambient, but then like we've already hit on like horror movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. So I think we're definitely going to be talking about John Carpenter. Definitely want to do John Carpenter. Yeah. Not just his actual movies, but soundtracks that he directed that he had other people do like the Ennio Morricone uh, mm-hmm. thing soundtrack. Kind of looking to see how Carpenter directed Morricone. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, his own movies too. Like, mm-hmm. and then his uh, new newer work because he's put out two albums. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think he kind of said, you know, he's done with movies for now and focusing on his music. Yeah. Uh, I know he's doing comic books too, mm-hmm. but like, I know I listened to not his most recent album, but one of his newer ones, John Carpenter's Lost Themes. Uh, it's a really good album. There's a good variety in there, but like, mm-hmm. I remember listening to it as Maddie and I drove through the Outback between uh, oh, Adelaide cool. to Melbourne, like fucking through the desert at night. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is a good soundtrack. Or this is the horrible choice because we're going to get like run off the road and attacked by like some crazy Wolf Creek asshole, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, just along the same lines, but definitely more of a traditional soundtrack than a lot of what Carpenter did. But I always really an influential soundtrack for me was uh, the Twin Peaks one by. Oh, yeah. Uh, Angelo Badalamenti. Mm-hmm. Like even like the main theme, at least I that's that's beat into my head. Like Laura Palmer's theme mm-hmm. that gets played through a lot. There's actually a really great YouTube video of him talking about how he composed it because he's just yeah. kind of like improving and. And David Lynch was standing over him like, sadder, sadder. <laughs> you're going into a deep, dark woods. Twin Peaks is one of those things you would think I would be obsessed with, but I've never got into it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, it's one of those things that for me, it's hard to sit down and like focus on a long form show because okay. I get distracted a lot. Yeah. So like, I don't watch a lot of shows that are like long form, 20 episodes or whatever mm-hmm. and following the same storyline. One thing is also, I should note in terms of our criteria, I want to make this clear. This is not going to be a podcast where we like find really bad albums and just don't on them no no it's all about exposing you to stuff that we really like yeah well stuff we think we should listen to like mm-hmm. w- if there's a flawed album but like if i think it's interesting enough that you should listen to it but like, i'll point out the flaws you know what i mean like yeah yeah i'm never gonna give you like a totally bad album we're not gonna waste time like that like no and also i don't want to do like super meme stuff or engage with yeah like um the genre as a joke no it's not it's definitely not a joke like yeah. i do love vaporwave i actually Same. collect the cassettes like, like unironically yeah, yeah it's really interesting i think it's really interesting i think it's bad better than a lot of what's being put out there. And it's certainly like the intentions of the artists are like pure in the sense that it's pure artistry. It's not like they're trying to make a quick cash grab in because like there's no fucking money in Vaporwave. No. no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, as popular as it's probably ever going to be. Like I think some major artists have tried to like get some of the Vaporwave aesthetic to try and steal and then like it never caught on. So like. Yeah. Or just know. in general, there was like a resurgence in 80s nostalgia, mm-hmm. of course. Um, yeah. There's yeah. Nostalgia is always going to be big but like yeah it's always that 30 year cycle mm-hmm. but um this one has been particularly long i feel yeah. um so there's a little bit of like some of the synth poppy mm-hmm. stuff of like the 80s worked its way into like um carly ray jepson's emotion album which yeah. i actually like mm-hmm. actually feel and it didn't do very well and i think it's because it was like a sincere album that she wanted to make yeah um, it had like a few hits, but yeah. So that's why I don't like, think Vaporwave is, is going to sell out, quote unquote. Not yet. Cause no. like nobody wants to buy it. Oh my God. You can't sell out pop. if no one wants to buy it. <laughs> we're going to be doing pop Vaporwave in 10 years. Vapor pop. Yeah. Va- Ooh, Vapor pop. I mean, that, there probably is a thing. There's so many sure subgenres. Is. Oh yeah. There's Vapor Trap. I mean. Oh, of course. Yeah. I know Soviet wave exists. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
there's there's also <laughs> there's like fascist wave. There's like there's oh, everyone's trying to steal that. Well, yeah, I mean, is it just the wave thing? Is it like the equivalent of putting gate on every mm-hmm. political commentary? Basically, now, there's, like there's waves. Internet. There's chill wave. There's there's yeah. thousands of waves. Um, so many waves. Too many ways. But speaking of ways, we will talk about synthwave at some point. Of course. Like there is sort of, it's not a firm line between vaporwave and synthwave. No. One of the most popular vaporwave slash synthwave people out there is Home, Mm -hmm. uh, all capitals, who did the album Odyssey. Yep. Which that one song resonance is being used in memes all over the place. You see that resonance in vaporwave playlists Mm -hmm. and synthwave playlists and Yep. Yeah. And definitely in Sim- Simpson way. Yep. So we're definitely gonna be like not purists in terms of like labels. Excessive genre purity is uh, annoying. Yeah, exactly. As someone exactly. who also listens to metal. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just be talking about music that's weird and like kind of haunted. We both read a book about vaporwave, uh, Babbling Corpse, Vaporwave and the Commodification of Ghosts. Mm-hmm. And it talks about sort of the antecedents of vaporwave, like the idea of plunderphonics. Yep. And the idea that the past haunts the present, which several theorists have sort of talked about. We'll get into that but like so we're, we're just gonna be talking about like everything around vaporwave and kind of a cloud yeah treating it as a sort of an entire culture and an aesthetic mm-hmm. yeah talk about aesthetic too did you know the solo jazz pattern mm-hmm. came from the solo cup factory which was here in springfield missouri wow it's like i'm so close to history you are, are so close to I'm history so close to the history. my local newspaper actually did a whole article tracking down the woman who did that she lives nearby so like that's pretty wild i mean it is and weirdly enough i I've never found like, a, like there's so many like knockoff t-shirts that have the solo jazz pattern. Mm-hmm. I've never found one that like is worth getting. Cause they're all like print on demand ones that are like overpriced and like, yeah, like $35. Yeah. I'm not paying $35 for that shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like someday I'll find a thrift store one. That'll be the one. You know? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to talk about and I really am excited about this. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm glad that we're finally able to sit down and to start to talk to everybody about it. The, the basic format we're going to be going for is like in some episodes, we'll each pick an album to review mm-hmm. some episodes we'll cover one album and then a topic. Mm-hmm. We'll also talk about doing episodes with guests because example, our friend Bridget is working on a visual novel and she had somebody do a soundtrack for it. Yeah. And they posted a few samples to Twitter yeah. and in the like playable demo mm-hmm. um, cry novel at cry mm-hmm. novel on Twitter. Um, and the music is really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, I really, really like everything that they posted. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely want to talk about that. We're working on the format and everything, but I think the episodes would be shorter ish, obviously mm-hmm. than like RPPR or the mix six or anything. Oh yeah. This yeah. is not a three hour actual listen. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously if you have requests or something, we can look at them, but we each have a pretty long list yeah. of things to review first. Yeah. I got a lot of stuff I want to get through. Just, yeah. Um, a mix of stuff that's really popular to stuff that's really obscure, even by vaporwave standards. I would be surprised if like a hundred people downloaded some of these <laughs> albums. I have definitely trawled through like Bandcamp tags. Yeah. Bandcamp tags. Looking for uh, stuff. There's actually like the, the, there's a subreddit for vaporwave and I've actually spent a lot of time on there and kind of picking good ones from bad ones because I don't know of any other like forums or communities about Vaporwave that uh, I'm aware of. I know there's like you know people talk about it on social media and Twitter and stuff yeah. like that but like I don't know where the elite meet to talk about Vaporwave. Mm-hmm. It's probably don't want you to know because even the Vaporwave subreddit gets a little sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's it's a it's a subreddit. Yep it's uh, still Reddit. Yeah so yeah I think we'll end every episode with like a preview of the, what the next episode is mm-hmm. going to be about. Yeah so I think what we're going to do for the, the first episode is each of us are going going to in a little more detail than today maybe talk about like how we got into vaporwave and then mm-hmm. we're going to do the first albums we ever listened to what was your first vaporwave album yeah i know i'm definitely going to dig up those exact chats i had with caleb mm-hmm. to just read some of that yeah yeah, yeah. I, like look at this i do remember that the very first vaporwave artist i mentioned i found was called Nietscape, but i think the album that 
hooked me on vaporwave was infinity frequencies the infinity frequencies i still listen to them every once in a while mm-hmm. they do really haunting music really haunted music and i really like it yeah as i said earlier um it was the 2010 release of uh, echo jams volume one by, yeah. by chuck person i think that maybe that's another thing we could do instead of just doing albums is like cover an artist in in uh, sure yeah, yeah. In segment because infinity frequencies has a very specific style that they do mm-hmm. and like every single album has been like very much on that same continuum they don't like experiment in other ways it's mm-hmm. one album is structurally very similar to the other albums mm-hmm. i mean they're all worth listening to but i haven't listened to them in a while we can I, revisit yeah them, we're revisiting it. yeah so we'll talk about what got us hooked on vaporwave we'll go on from there so yeah i'm really excited about me too that. all right this has been night clerk radio Thank you.